Hi, this is Dr. David Wright, and I want to welcome you to this presentation today. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank Patrick for um, asking me to do this today. I'm really, really honored to be giving this presentation to you. Um, it's an honor to be here. Um, I really like uh, giving information and sharing information with people. The bases of my practices are to help people to grow, to become stronger, more courageous, more resilient, more successful versions of themselves. So to that end, I'm really, really happy um, that he reached out to me to give you guys a presentation today. Uh, and of course, I'm going to be talking about um, holistic health and wellness practices, holistic mental health and wellness practices, and then just some general kind of life things. So anyway, um, thanks so much and welcome to today's um, um presentation. Um, I would like to share with you that um, on a lot of these slides, um, I have a podcast called the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. And during that podcast, um, I present a lot of ideas and things related to health, mental health and wellness, self-improvement, life direction, life purpose, and all those types of things. And so you'll see throughout this um, presentation that a lot of these uh, slides have the word podcast episode beside it. And so that just is an indication to you that there's a podcast episode associated uh, with this. So um, anyway, uh, if you want additional information about that topic, all you have to do is visit my podcast, Fresh Start with Dr. David, and you'll hear a whole podcast uh, that gives you more information about it, whether it's self-love or whether it's uh, procrastination or time management or New Year's resolutions, or setting goals, or any of those kind of things. Um, throughout the uh, presentation, you'll see that. So that's just kind of a, a thing to let you know that there's a podcast uh, episode available. And like I said, uh, if you want to look it up, it's called Fresh Start with Dr. David, and it's on every podcasting application and platform available, um, including YouTube and iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and Audible, and Pandora, and Apple, and every every other place where you can find a podcast. So anyway, welcome. So the title of today's uh, presentation is Holistic, Practical, Cognitive, Behavioral, Solution-Centered Approaches to Health, Wellness, and Mental Health and Wellness. And let me just tell you, the reason why it's titled that is because you want a solution or something that you're seeking to be holistic, you want it to be practical or easy to do, right, or institute, you want it to be cognitive behavioral. And what that means is that information leads to a different difference or a change in behavior, right? So that's what cognitive behavioral means. Cognitive means you think about something and that knowledge uh, or the effect of that knowledge leads to a behavioral change. And then solution-centered, and that just means that I don't want to just sit here and gripe about stuff. I want to actually give you some solutions, some things that work, some proven, hopefully proven things that work to help you uh, create a better experience, a better life, and to just kind of, you know, create more success, more growth, more improvement, and things like that. And especially in terms of, you know, your relationships and uh, your health, your wellness, your mental health and wellness, and then, you know, in uh, your family and everywhere else. So keep that in mind. So welcome again. And, you know, you can, you know, feel free to ask questions. I believe that there's somebody who's going to be handling the questions. Uh, and then at the end, we'll finish up with uh, a Q&A, I believe. Um, so anyway, uh, welcome again. So let's go ahead and get started. 
Um, so let's go to the first slide or the next slide. Okay. Um, so looking at this slide, um, these are the kind of the goals of this training, right? So let's just go through these. The promotion of an approach to health, wellness, and mental health and wellness, in which the first step doesn't involve just handing a patient a pill, right? And that just means you need to be empowered, right? You don't want somebody else to be giving you the answers to everything in life. You, and you don't want short-sighted solutions because let me tell you, every single pill that you take has a side effect, right? It's not just, it doesn't just do what it's supposed to do. It may do some things that it's not intended to do. And so life is actually better off with a pill. Now, if you have to take a pill, like I do for blood pressure and other things, then you've got to take one. And that's, you know, I take a pill, two pills every day for blood pressure because I don't want a stroke and I don't want a heart attack. And I want to, I don't want um, congestive heart failure and things like that, right? So you take a pill because it's, it's a better thing than not taking a pill. But at the same time, you just don't want to solve every problem in life with a pill, right? That'd be kind of like phoning a friend for every problem that you have in life. That, that's going to get old after a while, and it's not going to empower you. The other purpose is to promote a holistic, practical, solution-centered, solution-centered, resolution-focused approach to life challenges, right? So you want a, a solution that's holistic, I mean, it does well, but it does not do harm. You want it to be practical or easy to do or to institute. You want it to bring about a solution. And you also want it to bring out a resolution, right? So solution is kind of solving a problem. The resolution of it is where you've kind of realized that the problem's been solved and you can move forward. So that's the difference between solution and resolution, right? Um, next, the promotion of principles of do no harm and then do good. Those are kind of oaths that MDs take when they're in medical school or when they finish medical school. The first one, the first one is do no harm, right? And then the second one is do good. The order matters. We don't want to do harm. We don't want to cause things to be worse. And then we want to help solve the problem, right? Uh, and we don't want any other combination of that if possible. We don't want to do harm, but then do good, right? Those might even cancel each other out. We won't, don't want to do harm and then not do good, then we've made it even worse, right? So we want to not make the situation worse and then we want to make it better, right? And those aren't mutually exclusive. And then last thing, uh, like I said, most of the topics that I'm talking about today, you can find out more information by checking out um, the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast episodes. I also mentioned uh, things here uh, from my books too. So I have two self-improvement books, Sweet Potato Pie for the Spirit, Soul, and Psyche, a tribute to Oprah Winfrey and Super Soul Sundays, and then the second one, Tomato Biss for the Brain. Both of those are self-improvement books. They talk about everything from fixing your sleep naturally to how to deal with anxiety to using positive affirmations and motivational quotes to help you live an inspired living each and every day. So definitely check those out. You can also, of course, check out my Facebook groups. Fresh Start with Dr. David, which is private. Uh, New Balance with Dr. David, which is private, and then GROW, capital G-R-O-W, that's all caps, and that's a public group where you can actually share the motivational quotes and daily affirmations, right? Next slide. Um, And so the presentation today is structured in this way. You know, number one, I'll kind of gloss over a little bit about me. I think I've already been shared with you uh, by one of the facilitators. And then I'll dive in, right? So I'll go into general health and wellness principles, right? Those are things that are going to help anybody presenting to a doctor or a doctor's office or anybody with a medical problem. Uh, Mental health and wellness, which will benefit anybody presenting to a psychiatrist, a therapist, 
uh, a doctor's office for a mental health issue, um, ranging from insomnia to you know schizophrenia, anything else, right? Um, next slide. And then parenting style strategies and characteristics, right? This helps anybody who's a parent or is in a parental relationship or even a mentor relationship, right? Or even a boss, right? Even though a boss isn't a parent, you're kind of mentoring somebody in some ways. Uh, or you're in charge of somebody or you have power over their position. Family dynamics and cohesion strategy, that's important. We're all connected um, with some family member, generally speaking. And then relationships, which includes boundary, stability, and cohesiveness, right? And we're all involved with, with relationships to people, to relatives, to friends, to acquaintances, to coworkers, and honestly, to our technology these days too, which we forget about all the time. Next slide. Um, and then number seven, general life growth improvement and success principles. And these are just principles that apply to everybody. They can help anybody, regardless of whether you have a problem or not, regardless of whether you're trying to find solutions to, you know, mental health, or general health issues, whether it's relationship issues or or family related or relationship issues, those principles apply to everything. And those are the foundations of my practice, right? And then we'll go to a discussion with questions and answers, and then we'll wrap up, okay? So uh, hold on, and you know, if you need to go to the restroom at any point, feel free to do that uh, or any other types of things. Um, and so I, I wanna try to do my best to keep you motivated and um, kind of entertain during this presentation as much as possible to maintain your attention, right? Uh, and now I would also encourage you to take notes, right? There's something I'll say probably that you haven't heard before or that you haven't thought about in that way. And so keep a pen and pan or, uh, keep a pen and paper handy, or you know you can also type it out, right, in Microsoft Word or something like that. So you know you can use that as kind of like your nuggets that you've taken from this. And I would recommend that you do that. Uh, you know in situations where you're being introduced to new information. Um, whether it's my podcast or whether it's a book you read or a presentation or whatever, take away some nuggets and institute those into your life, right? That's that's the basis of growth. And we're in the spring, we're in the season of planting seeds, so that's really, really important to do right now. Okay, let's get started. Okay, next slide. So about me, you've already heard a little bit about me, right? You've heard a little bit about my education credentials. Let me also kind of add that I do not practice medicine. I don't practice psychiatry. The approaches that I use are holistic. A lot of what I do is to provide people with coaching. Um, so I don't prescribe medications. I don't make diagnoses and things like that. I do consult in forensic uh, psychiatry and addiction psychiatry, um, but I don't practice it, right? I consult. I help someone else uh, with that. Um, and then I have my practices and everything. But uh, I do not practice medicine. I don't practice psychiatry. But I do do a lot of coaching. And I do use a lot of therapeutic techniques from cognitive behavioral therapies to hypnosis and hypnotherapy to NLP to timeline therapy and a whole bunch of out-of-the-box things that I've found that help people, right? And you've heard a little bit uh, about that. Um, you know, I was born in Chicago. My family moved to Arkansas when I was about seven. I grew up there. I went to college there. Um, after college, um, I went to um, Europe to go to law school uh, for a while, and then I returned to the United States. I worked in banking for a few years, and I started medical school. Um, and so, you know a little bit about that. I was pre-med and pre-law in college. Um, so I think you've probably got enough information uh, about that, I guess. Um, I do have five practices. 
Um, um, and if those haven't been shared with you, they are MLC of Greater Atlanta, Atlanta Coaching and Hypnotherapy Associates, um, Atlanta Health and Wellness Coaching, Atlanta Small Business Incubator, and Atlanta Academic Achievement. And each one of those practices has, has a slightly different approach uh, and focus, even though I use the tools that I use across all of them, right? And you can check those out online. Um, if you haven't already seen those, um, you'll be seeing those in the future. I do have a podcast, right? It's called Fresh Start with Dr. David. Um, if you want to, you can use your device, uh, your iPhone or your tablet or, or uh, whatever you use, Android and uh, or Samsung or whatever, and pull that, the, pull that up now. You can use it on any app, YouTube, Pandora, Spotify, uh, and the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast uh, is everywhere that you can find a podcast, and it covers a lot of things from health and wellness to mental health and wellness to just kind of life stability, self-care, self-love, technology, uh, humanity, everything in between. So I would recommend that you pull up my, my, um, my podcast, subscribe, rate it if you enjoy it, uh, and then share it with others. Uh, I do have uh, three Facebook groups, as I mentioned, two private and one public. I would definitely recommend that you join the public one, GROW, capital G-R-O-W, all caps. I do have three books, two self-improvement books and a diet, nutrition, health and wellness, and weight loss book called The Nutrient Diet. And then I've also done multiple speaking engagements. Um, next slide. And I'll just tell you, um, you know, I've done uh, speaking engagements or sat on panels for the Atlanta Medical Association. I've done symposiums. Uh, I did a COVID-19 symposium with a health company, uh, healthcare company out of Dallas um, not too long ago. I also was a, one of the keynote speakers for the You Are Enough Empowerment Conference a few years ago. I spoke at um, uh, a church in um, Savannah a few years ago. I was their keynote speaker for a conference, a men's conference they have. Uh, I think it was it was called um, Men of Faith or, or something like that. Um, and uh, it was the oldest black church in, uh, I believe, in America. One of the oldest black churches in America. But anyway, I've done many spoke speaking engagements, so I've spoken at a lot of different conferences and symposiums and things like that. I've also spoken on multiple radio shows, uh, and you can find those uh, on those speaking engagements if you want to listen to them on my websites. Next slide. Okay, um, so let's just talk about uh, general health and wellness. So some of the topics I'm going to cover here are presenting for appointments. And there's a way you should present for a medical appointment, right? Thinking versus feeling versus emotion, uh, and that's applicable to general health and wellness and also to mental health and wellness. Um, health and wellness in general, the, what are the building blocks, the basic building blocks of health and wellness? Learning to trust your body, regular health, clinical, um, um, complete physical examinations and follow-up appointments, chronic medical conditions, including learning disabilities, and then asking for help. And one of the things you'll notice throughout all these slides is the phrase ask for help. That's the most important thing that you can do when you have a problem. When you have a problem in life, whether it's a, a family problem, a relationship problem, a health problem, a wellness problem, a mental health problem, a communication problem, any of those things, the most important thing you can do is ask for and seek out and accept help, right? There's no, sh there's no shame associated with asking for help. All of us ask for help or need help. And generally speaking, when you find help, Try to differentiate between what's a short-sighted or short-term band-aid or short-term fix 
and a long-term solid solution. In every situation in life, you can't always choose the long-term solid solution, but in general, you should, right? Because it's just gonna it's gonna deliver more to you in the long run. Uh, you're gonna get more bang for your buck. You're gonna get a higher return on your investment, and you're probably gonna be happier. So if you can, try to choose a long-term solid solution when you have an issue, right? But be willing to ask for help. Next slide. Okay, so general health and wellness principles, right? So what are they? Presenting for problem for appointments. Okay, so number one, don't fake it, right? When you go to the doctor's office, be authentic, be honest. It helps if you write down what's going on before your appointment, right? And there you see the words podcast episode. So there's a podcast episode I did in season one of the Fresh Start with Dr. David podcast. It's all about how, about general health and wellness, about healthcare in America, and how to present for an appointment. And it tells you what to do, what not to do, what to avoid, things like that right? But don't fake it. Be authentic and honest and write down. If you go for an appointment with a doctor, you could be nervous when you show up. And so if you've got what you what's going on written down in an organized way, you're more likely to convey an accurate version of what's going on with you than if you just wing it, right? So don't wing it. Um, write down or type out or whatever, record whatever, what's going on ahead of time. And that way you can be comprehensive and, and, and clear in what you want to express to the, the doctor, right? Um, don't be overly dramatic, right? Don't act. Don't be, don't treat it like a show, right? It's not, it's your health. It's important. Um, so definitely treat it as such. But then on the other hand, don't be overly strong or stoic, right? If you've got a problem with anxiety or depression or something, don't show up at the doctor's office or the psychiatrist's office or the therapist's office and act like nothing's okay. That doesn't mean you need to act, uh, you know, or be dramatic, but at the same time, don't hide, right? Be open and be honest. If it bothers you, it's okay to express that. Um, if the problem is bothering you, you know, don't consider that dramatic. Just be authentic and honest, right? But don't, you know, don't put on this kind of strong, kind of strong man kind of thing because if you do, the person who's assessing you and evaluating you is not going to get a sense of where you are, and they're going to under, likely underestimate what's going on, right? So if you're overly dramatic, um, they may not take you seriously, right? Uh, or they may overestimate the degree of the problem. By the opposite, if you're overly stoic or overly strong or you hide, then they're not going to have a sense of how serious the problem is, right? And then you're going to go back and say, oh, well, the doctor said I'm fine. When the people who know you and live with you know that something's wrong because they see a different side of you, right? So don't hide. Don't act. Be authentic, honest, be yourself. Thinking, uh, feeling, and emotion, right? A lot of times people use those words interchangeably, but they're different, right? Thinking is the use of thoughts, right? So thinking is creating thoughts and using thoughts and assessing and looking at thoughts. So thinking is all about thoughts. Feeling is a sensation, right? If you feel something, if you feel somebody touch you, that's a sensation, right? Sensors have been activated and they communicate with your brain to let you know that something's going on. That's a feeling, right? You feel something. You can also feel things um, in terms of, um, you know, sadness and things like that too, right? So there's the feeling of touch, but there are other senses associated uh, with the body too, besides just touch, right? There's all kinds of feelings. Uh, and, and, you know, the feelings that you talk about, like how you feel inside, in your mind, right? 
your, your mental feelings, right? And then there's emotions. Emotion is different. Emotion is how you express yourself, right? And so if you feel a certain way, it's up to you to let other people know that you feel that way. You know, you could hide it. You can be more dramatic about it. You can express it, right? And so that's what an emotion is. And a lot of times people use feeling and emotion interchangeably, but they're different. A feeling is a sensation. An emotion um, is your expression of a feeling. And the word emo just means what you emote to others. And usually that's from your face. So usually people can look at the expressions on your face and get a sense of how you're feeling, right? And they make a decision how they interact with you. And so just keep in mind, sometimes you may be expressing something on your face um, that you may have meant to hide. And when people respond to you or react to you, it may be different from what you expect, and that's just because you're probably showing something that you don't realize. Now, all you have to do is look in the mirror, and you get a sense of that, right? And you can see here, there's a podcast episode on that, right? Um, health and wellness. So my book, The Nutrient Diet, is totally based off of health, wellness, diet, nutrition, um, and, and to help people lose weight, too, and to control their calories and, and their weight, right, in a healthy way. So I would recommend that you check that out. Um, and if you buy a copy of the book, I'll give you or gift you an audible version. All you have to do is share it on social media and send me an email uh, or tag me on Facebook and I will send you a free audible version, right? But that book is going to be really, really good for you. It's 50% diet, nutrition, metabolism, physiology, biochemistry of the things you put in your body, what you should be putting in versus what you shouldn't. And then 50% the psychology of why you make the eating uh, choices that you do and how to change it, right? Um, but, you know, in terms of your health and wellness, you want to look at your daily habits. You want to look at the things that you do each and every day, like brushing your teeth, right? Obviously, that's something that you do that's healthy that you want to pay attention to. But you also want to take a multivitamin every day, and you want to drink plenty of water. So those are some of the things that you want to do, especially if you're of a busy lifestyle. You want to make sure that you get the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the amino acids, uh, which are also called proteins. They're organized in the proteins that you need, right? And you get that by eating healthy foods. But sometimes you may not eat a healthy meal, right? And that multivitamin is going to be kind of like an insurance policy just in case you make the wrong food choices, right? So even though I try to keep a healthy diet in terms of what I eat, I eat a lot of baked fish, I eat a lot of steamed and sauteed vegetables, I also make sure that I take a multivitamin each and every day, right? Uh, and that's just really, really, really important um, because if you want to fulfill all the metabolic processes that you need to, right? If you want to get all your goals done, all the things that you need to get done in life, you've got to make sure that you've giving, you're giving your brain and your body the things that it needs to make that happen, right? Uh, just like if you're going to build a house, right? It doesn't matter how many workers show up at a construction site. If you don't have any bricks, you cannot build a brick building, right? You've got to have those bricks, and that's going to be from your uh, multivitamin, right? And in general, if you want to make changes to your health, whether it's how many calories you take in or whether you eat, you know, Popeye's chicken or Chick-fil-A versus a salad uh, or something healthy, you've got to plan it ahead. And I tell people that, uh, and it's in my book, you know, if you want to change what you eat Monday through Friday, and that's the biggest opportunity that you have to change your diet, you've got to make that decision on the weekend, right? So when I'm going to, um, when I'm planning out 
when I'm deciding what I'm going to have Monday through Friday, I plan that out during the weekends, right? And then I, I make a salad the night before on Sunday night and take it with me to work. Sometimes I'll make it Monday morning, but that's what I do. You've got to plan ahead. If you want to make a good choice or the right choice, you've got to plan it ahead. If you don't plan ahead, you're going to make the same bad choice over and over. And that brings us to the next thing. Trust your body, your instincts, and your intuitions, right? Your body is the oldest relationship that you have, so you've got to learn to trust it. And you've got to learn to listen to it. So if you've got a headache, you've got um, muscle aches, things like that, listen to your body and do something about it. Go to a doctor's office. Schedule a doctor's appointment to address it, right? You don't want to be taking BC powder and things like that for headaches all the time. You're going to end up with stomach ulcers, right? So if you use over-the-counter things to, fight, to help with a chronic medical condition like headaches or you know, chronic muscle aches and things like that, you're probably going to make the problem worse. So learn to trust your body. And, you know, like I said, there's a podcast episode on that. Go for your regular complete physical examinations and your follow-up appointments. Yep. I mean, you are in a partnership with a doctor, your doctor, so that you can be healthy, right? That's a relationship. So make sure you're committed to that relationship and show up for your appointments. And then if there's something wrong, if the medication has side effects, tell the doctor about it. You know, you guys are a team. Chronic medical conditions, including diet, diet uh, disabilities. Chronic medical conditions, you want to make sure that you're compliant with medications and treatment and therapy, but you also want to look at your diet, right? Uh, and sometimes some medical conditions will present uh, as something chronic uh, because you're missing something in your diet. And that goes back to what I said earlier about my book, The Nutrient Diet and Taking Care of Your Body. Um, and then, like I said, ask for help, right? Okay, next slide. Um, so let's talk about mental health and wellness, right? Uh, what is good mental health and wellness? What does it look like? How do you present for appointments? Uh, how do anxiety and panic symptoms and PTSD show up? How does depression show up? How does sadness show up? What about trauma? What about ADD? What about learning disabilities in school? What about programming, right? Uh, next slide. So let's talk about some of these things, right? So what do good, good mental health and wellness look like? It's, it's really hard to tell these days because everything is so crazy, especially since the pandemic. So we are in a mental health crisis in this country. And I think there was a recent study that was done that showed that 90% of Americans felt like we're in a mental health crisis in this country. And I feel like we are. If we were, if 90% of people felt like we're in a financial crisis, I think we'd be doing something about it. But because it's mental health, almost nothing is being done about it. And that's sad. Um, you know, but what does good mental health and wellness look like? Well, and is it the norm? I don't think it's the norm anymore. Uh, I think that illness is the norm. And that's sad, right? You can see at the top, wellness versus illness. Wellness is the opposite of illness and vice versa, right? Uh, and so if you have the lack of wellness implies illness and the presence of illness uh, suggests um, a lack of wellness, right? And what you want is at least stability, right? You at least want to be stable. Now, you want to be doing better than stable. You want to be flourishing and doing well. But at minimum, you want stability, right? That's the lowest standard that you want, right? How do you present for appointments? The same way. Don't fake it, right? Be authentic and honest. Anxiety, panic, uh, symptoms, and PTSD. Usually these are associated with trauma. So usually they're preceded by trauma. So usually when somebody starts to have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, PTSD, things like that, 
there's usually something that's been happening, and usually it's been happening for a while between it, before it shows up, right? With depression and sadness, it's a little bit different. Usually people become sad and depressed when they've already become anxious and worried and tried to fix the problem on their own and been unsuccessful. So usually, and this is not always the case, because uh, depression can occur first, but usually it's the opposite. Usually anxiety shows up first, anxiety and worry, and then after a person gets worn out and they can't figure out a solution and they're not happy and they have a realization of that, then they become depressed and sad, right? Or sad and then depressed, right? And, you know, to that end, um, it could be that part of the reason why you're depressed is because you're a diet, right? So you could have a nutritional deficiency that's contributing. Uh, and there are a lot of things that, that look just like or cause depression that are nutritional in nature, including anemias, right? Trauma. A lot of times trauma occurs generationally. Right. So sometimes there are pattern cycles, oscillations of trauma, and it just gets passed down from one family to another. And part of obviously what we want to do is stop that cycle of trauma and stop the cycle of, you know, violence and victimhood and things like that. Um, and a lot of times those traumatic things result in you know repression when you don't want to deal with it mentally and you repress it. Right, put it out of your mind, and that usually happens a lot of times subconsciously. You're not aware of it, and then scars. So a lot of times, trauma results in scars. Right, just like if you scrape your knee, it'll show a scar. When we get mental scrapes, they also result in scars, and those scars are evident. You can see them. You may not be able to see them, but other people can. Right, and then let's talk about ADD, ADHD. Uh, versus anxiety, stress, technology, diet, etc. Re the reason why that's there is, you know, a lot of times people these days present with ADHD symptoms, but it's important to realize that anxiety, stress, use of too much technology, and dietary deficiencies can also lead to ADHD symptoms. So you want to make sure that somebody checks that out or you mention that if those things are going on before you get diagnosed with ADD and before certainly before you be, you're on medications for ADHD. And as a general rule, I recommend that people try cognitive, behavioral, environmental, and other strategies, including the, those I provide at my office, before they go to a stimulant medication. Because stimulant pills, stimulant medications, uh, like Vyvanse, Adderall, things like that, can be associated with heart attacks and a whole bunch of other issues, right? So you don't want to make the problem worse. Learning disabilities, fitting in socialization. The thing that's important here is get help and ask for help, right? If you're having trouble understanding something in school, your child is, if your child is having trouble fitting in, if they're having trouble with socialization, if they're getting bullied, they're getting picked on, if there are other issues associated with a teacher or the instruction, say something about it, get help, and don't wait forever to do it. Do it early on. Now, that doesn't mean that every little thing um, you need to do something about, but if something is a pattern, especially if it's been going on several, it's happened several times, like a day, a few days, or weeks or whatever, don't wait weeks and months for something to go on. After it happens a couple of times, do something about it. Say something about it. Get it fixed early on. Because if not, then it's going to result in the situation just escalating and getting worse, right? Regularly scheduled programming. This is really, really important, and this could be also another source of of ADHD type symptoms. 
Um, and so, um, you know, um, it's really, really important for you to pay attention to the programming you take in. Input equals output. And so if you're taking in the wrong stuff, you're probably going to be putting out the wrong stuff too, right? And you don't want all your programming to come from television, radio, music, movies, phones, computers, things like that. You, you want good quality stuff, not junk and trash, right? So just be mindful that the stuff that you taking in, you're taking in might not be in alignment with what you're trying to achieve, right? And frequently that's the case. Take a break from technology. I talked about that during the episode that I did uh, on self-love recently uh, that you should check out all my podcasts. Uh, it's a two-part episode on self-care and self-love, but create some boundaries around technology. Take a break, right? Take a time out from technology. It's going to help you, right? And then the last thing, if you have a mental health and wellness problem or issue or something bothers you, ask for help. If something bothers you, and it, especially if it happens over and over again, ask for help. That's the most important thing you can do. Don't wait for the train to break down to do something about it, right? If your car starts making a weird noise, right, uh, you shouldn't wait for it to break down to get that checked out. If your car makes a weird noise, a ticking noise or something like that, it probably needs an oil change or it may need transmission fluid, but don't wait for it to break down, right? Just like you don't wait for your car to run out of gas before you add fuel to it, right? You add fuel, fuel, fuel to your car before it runs out of gas. So you definitely want to do that. You definitely want to do that. Okay, let's take a break now. <laughs> 